us all the time. Most of them, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. But there are exceptions. Is it bad tonight? Oh, bad? It's my professional opinion. We should get the hell out of here. What is going on, everyone? We are happy to be back with this week's episode featuring our review of 13 Ghosts. And such a good one. <laughs> and you know, it's funny watching the trailer. The trailer actually uh, made it seem more scary than what it was. Yeah, it really did. Like, it, the, <clears throat> the, the majority of the scares in this one were all jump scares. Right. There wasn't anything like just overly just terrifying on it. But yeah, we are happy to be back with this week's episode. Uh, last week's episode, the or not last week, you know, the week before, whatever you want to call it, our last episode, The Silence of the Lambs, is, is probably one of my favorite episodes we've done so far. Oh, I loved it. And mainly mm-hmm. because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. And we've gotten a lot. I keep watching, you know, how many people are listening to each episode, and that one has already just like started climbing the ladder man so a lot of people interested in the silence of the lambs which i mean it's a classic always anything with sir anthony hopkins in it is going to get you some some good shots oh yeah definitely no doubt but um no i have not watched 13 ghosts in years it's probably been high school since the last time i've seen it man i've been out of high school since i've watched it last but it's been i know i haven't probably watched it in the last seven or eight years yeah and when we started watching it, we were like, man, is this, did I hit the right button? Like, because I didn't remember the whole opening scene to it. 
at all. Well, I, I was wondering if you like hit one of the extras and it was going through some of the extra stuff, but I didn't. I don't remember any of it, honestly. Right? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. It just, like I said, it was one of the movies. I've seen it plenty of times, but I don't know. I guess taking that long hiatus off of it, right. you know. But <clears throat> uh, before we get into the actual reviewing of the movie, is there anything that stuck out to you? Like any camera works, the music, anything? The the FX, mm-hmm. the, the makeup and all of that is what really stuck out with me the most. And it's mainly on the ghosts because that's where most of the, the heavy makeup was on. Right. But the effects that they did on all the ghosts on... For me, it was the hammer, the hammer with the with you know with the railroad spikes mm-hmm. and everything. It was just like man, it was so much to it. That's what probably stuck out to me the most on this one. The hammer. I really liked. Um, was it the bound woman? Was that the one what they called her or the pilgrim or whatever they the, called her? The pilgrimess was the one that was in the stocks. Yeah, like, like the, the head arm. and arms. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. That one. Stuck out to me the most, but I just wish that it would have showed her more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they only got one uh, one scene I can think of that of her running, you know, down a corridor chasing somebody. Right. And then you know, putting her face up against the glass. And that was pretty much about it for her. Yeah. But I mean, I understand they had twelve ghosts in there, thirteen ghosts, whatever, and you know they couldn't spend so much time on all yeah. of them. You know. Well, there was only one scene with the torso. Yeah. Just that one scene where that, uh, I don't remember who it was that, that Bobby. fell on the floor. Bobby fell on the floor and then the torso was right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, what's the torso going to do? <laughs> you know? But. I think I think out of all the ghosts, the angry princess <coughs> and the hammer got the most screen time. Yeah. Out, out of those, out of all those ghosts. The jackal got some pretty good screen. And the jackal. Yeah. yeah the jackal, jackal got some too, yeah. But if you're ready, we're going to go ahead and dive into this uh, review. Um 13 Ghosts come out in 2001, rated R, and it's a horror slash thriller. And it was directed by Steve Beck, and the story is by Rob White. And the casting in this, I thought the casting was pretty cool. I didn't care for Maggie. Oh, really? I really didn't. See, I like Maggie. I I really didn't care for Maggie. She was the only one I didn't care for. Really? And I don't know why. I just like I feel like the movie would have been just as good without her. I mean, yeah, it probably would have, but I thought she brought a little humor to it, you know. See, and I think that was all with uh, Matthew Lillard's killer character, Dennis. Yeah, that's I think, true. I think true. for me, the humor came from Dennis. Yeah, I can see that. So I, I would have been okay with Maggie wasn't in it. So the casting in this is first off, we're going to start off with Matthew Lillard. He plays Dennis Rafkin. And everybody knows Matthew from the screen, yep. the original screen, the best one. And he's also Shaggy from also Scooby-Doo Shaggy. movies. Yep. Then we also got Shannon and Elizabeth. She's Kathy... Uh, Criticos. Criticos, I believe is how they said the last name. Then we got Monk, which his real name is Tony... Shalhab? Shalhab? Yeah, something like that. He plays Arthur in the movie. Alec Roberts plays Bobby, the little, uh, the son. Little Bobby. F. Murray Abraham plays Cyrus. And I'm hoping I get her name right. Ra, Ra Digga? I think so. She played Maggie. And then J.R. Bourne plays 
Benjamin Moss, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then we have, I'm going to butcher this name too, Imbeth Davids. She plays Kalina. Kalina. Mm-hmm. So. Who was also the teacher on Matilda. Yes. She, yeah. She took like a whole 180, didn't she? Did she though? She got mad. But anyway, so to get going with the actual movie now, uh, thir- oh, oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. You were going to leave out my summary. I sure was, man. Lord, ha- I, you know what? I quit. I'm not doing it no more. No, go right ahead. Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. No, you're going to do the summary now. No, no, you were going to leave me out. No, go ahead. So 13 gross. Ghosts, gross. <laughs> I don't gross. know. I don't know. Man. I don't know. Gross. It's late, gross. folks. Know, we're right? doing this podcast. It's late. So when Cyrus Criticos, a rich collector of unique things, dies, he leaves house and fortune to his nephew and his family. But while they're inside, they find out they are not alone. Ooh. Dum dum dum. Da dum. <laughs> so the opening scene, we see like a junkyard. And, you know, it's just kind of panning around, showing all the mm-hmm. cars stacked on top of each other. And then all of a sudden, this big tractor-trailer truck just plows through the gate. Yep. And it's being followed by, us, uh, by I'd say, about three or four different vehicles. Mm-hmm. And next thing we know, now we're getting introduced to the character Cyrus. He steps out, and you can already tell just by the way he presents himself. He's a very dapper man. Yes. Oh, yeah. A dapper Dan man. Dapper Dan man. <laughs> And then we see what I always said like was his lackey. Dennis gets out. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, I think, like you said, Dennis comes off as he's going to be the fun character. Yeah. You know? Which and, he, he was that way in screen. Oh, yeah. Without a question. I mean, him and um, Jamie Kennedy in screen were the two, like, comedic, right. you know, people in it. And we find out pretty much they get out, and Dennis is like flipping out. He mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be there. And we see that Cyrus's men are like setting all these little like speaker boxes up. I mean, just different little boxes. And you know, it's making you wonder, well, what exactly are they doing? Well, you find out that uh, Dennis says something about looking for ghosts, mm-hmm. and he puts his hand to the ground. And he's like, I thought you said uh, we were looking for this guy who, who just killed, what do you say? Like, Nine people. Yeah. And then Cyrus looks at him and says, or no, and then Dennis says uh, he killed 40. Yeah. He said, um, he said, I thought you said this guy only killed nine people. And then Cyrus said nine while he was alive and then 40 more while oh, he, after he was dead. Oh, see, I didn't, yeah. I didn't pick up on that one. Yeah. And... Like I said, you can tell right off the bat, Dennis is just nervous. He, you know, don't want to be there. And you can tell that he's psychic, of course, because every, like, you start seeing flashes and it's like he's tensing up. Mm-hmm. Not really like a full blown seizure, but, you know, you can tell he's tensing up. Um, well, then all of a sudden, <clears throat> excuse me, we get introduced to her name is Kalina. Mm-hmm. She shows up and she's like cussing out Cyrus and them. She's like, what are y'all doing here? And I don't know if that's her. If that's just her partner, if that's her boyfriend, husband, whoever it is. I don't is think it ever really said. No, like, I mean, he, he he didn't last long. Yeah. And, you know, she's she knows what Cyrus is there doing. Mm-hmm. He's there to capture a soul. And she's totally against it. And all of a sudden, Cyrus looks over and says, uh, release the bait. And 
Dennis is like, release the bait. And here comes his, here comes the track trailer truck again. And it's just pouring gushing blood out on both sides. And you hear Cyrus look and he goes, open the cube. Which at this point, we don't really know what the cube is. Yeah, they just bring in some kind of big giant box. Right. It's got, you know, it's got the, the corners, like metal corners or whatever. And then it's got glass. And there's stuff written on the glass where you don't you can't really tell what it is, but it, and then all of a sudden when he says open it and power it up, they open it up and one of the doors opens up. Right. And as the th- as the uh, tractor trailer truck is like, you know, spraying this blood everywhere, dude. Next thing you know, you just see these workers getting tossed. Mm-hmm. All of Cyrus's guys are just getting tossed. And one stuck out to me, and I know you saw it too. Dude, it got folded. Yes. Oh, my god. This dude starts climbing up these old cars, and he stands right in front of um, one of the vehicles. And all of a sudden, he just starts getting folded in half and gets pulled into the under the hood. Yeah, it was a trip. And it looked, it looked really good. It really did. Like, really good. No CGI or nothing like that, which that was back in 2001, man. They made it look good. Which I don't think you really needed a close-up of that. because You've seen his leg, you've seen him kick himself in the back of the head. Yeah. And he just kind of went into the car. Reminded me of Freddy versus Jason. Jason smashing that dude, remember? When he folded that dude in half. Yeah, when he folded him half in the bed. But, excuse me. Anyway, so all these workers are just getting demolished. And you hear... um, What's his name? Dennis. He Does he have the glasses on? I think he does, don't he? I don't remember if Dennis had the glasses on. I know Cyrus had the glasses on. Well, it finally shows what is killing him. And it's this freaking huge ghost just walking through. I mean, he's tossing them left and right. And you knew who exactly who it was. Yep. Who was it? It was, it was the juggernaut. And he was wearing folks out. Man. And as soon as Dennis sees him, he's, it's, it, it, he, he's like scared crapless. And... One of the workers runs into the cube, and what's his name, Juggernaut, follows right in there, and they shut the door finally. Mm-hmm. And Dennis, you could tell, like, honestly, Dennis don't want people dying. Dennis did have the glasses on. He did. Yeah, because when he went up to the cube, he was looking at the guy through the cube, and he was telling him to put him down. And I remember he had his glasses on. Right. And that's what I was fixate. You tell he doesn't really want anybody dying, because he was like, hey, right. hey, leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? Put him down. And uh, after all the chaos is over and all this, you can uh, you can see Dennis. He looks over and he's like, "Well, I hope you're happy. You got your number 12. And as he's walking over, we see uh, Kalina. She's crying because the guy that she showed up with is dead. Mm-hmm. But then Dennis is like, "Oh man! Like you know, you tell he's distraught. Well, you think he's distraught over that, but then the camera pans over and you see Cyrus laying there." And looks like part of the vehicle just like went straight through his throat. Looked like he had his. Looked like he was almost decapitated. Yeah, it did. And so Cyrus is dead, but he got his twelve, is what Dennis said. You know. Well, then it fades off, and now that's before even the credits are rolling. Yep. So now, as the credits are rolling, we see this beautiful house, and you see the uh, a sister and her brother playing out in the yard, and there is uh, Arthur. And he's talking to his wife. I believe her name is Jean. Mm -hmm. And they're talking. And I love how, I do love the opening credits because the camera's panning around. You see the beautiful yard. Then you see the house. And the house is all nice and lit up. Well, then as as the camera keeps panning, you hear the fire alarm going off. 
and you can hear the family like, what is that, Dad? He's like, it's the fire alarm, and all this chaos is is just going. Yeah, it's it was really cool how they did it because they told the entire story of Arthur and his family without showing anything other than the house. Right. And it, and what was really cool about it is the whole time they were playing the sound in the background, they panned the house. And every time they'd go a little bit further, the house become more and more disheveled. Y- yes. And it looked like it was more and more run down until finally it got back to Arthur. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I thought was really cool was when it first started panning from Arthur, when he was talking to his wife, they showed this picture of her. Yes. And then whenever it panned back around to him and he was just like distraught, it showed that same picture. Yes. But it had fire damage on it. I didn't notice the fire yeah. damage. Yeah, there was there was damage and the frame was all jacked up and you could tell that it had burnt and all that kind of stuff. So mm. I really like how they told the story with the audio. Right. But they also all, all they did was pan through the room. And I that, thought that was really cool. Yes, and that's one of them see not seeing it and letting your imagination go exactly. is better. Oh yeah. Yes, I'm I'm so glad you pointed that out. And I did not notice the picture, so next time I watch it I'll have yep. to look at the I noticed the picture was the same. Yeah. But I didn't notice it had like you know, burn marks or anything like that on it. Yep. <clears throat> and you also got to mention, it's no longer the house. It's an apartment. Right. And up on the wall is all these past due bills. Mm-hmm. And you're not, we don't know exactly what they are, but you can tell there's a ton of them. Yeah. Well, then we get introduced to his daughter, Kathy. Arthur was still sitting in the same spot. Kathy comes in and tells him, you know, hey, it's time to get going. Pizza, uh, breakfast is almost done. And pretty much this next scene is you're just meeting the family. You're meeting yep. Arthur, uh, Kathy's over there cooking, and Bobby's over there uh, making, I must say, he's making his own little podcast. That's what it sounds like. He <laughs> yeah. Was, you know, recording his own little little thing in his little tape recorder. And you see their, you meet their nanny, Maggie. Mm-hmm. And what did he, how did he say decapitation? Ah. Uh... Decalipitated, decalipitation. Something deca- like that. Yeah, something funny. But maybe he's a, I don't maybe he's doing a horror podcast too. We don't hey, know. He might have been. But you just tell that they've been through a lot and now they're living in this small yeah. apartment and we see a man from behind walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. So we know something's up. Well, all of a sudden we hear somebody knocking on the door and he goes, That must be the lawyer. And I think it's Bobby that says, we ain't going to have to move again, are we? Yeah. Like, he's he's just nervous because uh, they haven't paid the bills or nothing. Well, finally, we get introduced to Ben Moss. That's how he introduces himself. He shows up and he tells them that he is a representative of Cyrus. That mm-hmm. is his uncle, Arthur's uncle. And that he's uh, here to play him a video. And it's pretty much... Um, Cyrus's, what would you say, will? His, yeah, his last will and testament, yeah. So, and Arthur even makes the comment, he goes, um, we we did, we weren't close, but I knew of him, you know. Yeah, they uh, they said that, the, the really only backstory they got on it was that he squandered the family fortune. Yeah. So they watched this video, like I said, the last will and testament, or whatever you want to call it, and Cyrus is just telling... Arthur, that, you know, I've succe- I've succeeded in a lot of stuff, but the one thing I failed at was being close to family, and I'm trying to make up for that, mm-hmm. you know, and making it sound real genuine, like he really right. does care. And he tells Ben, you know, he tells Ben on the, uh, 
video, he's like, give him the, what he said, give him the package or give him something. I don't remember. And Ben holds out this key, this funky looking key. Yeah, really weird looking. And hands it to uh, Kathy. And Kathy's like, a key? And hands it to her dad. And Arthur's like, what's this for? And he's like, your new house. So now they've got a new house and they're all excited. And they all get in the vehicle to start going. It's kind of like a little montage. Like you see the vehicle driving. It's daytime. Then it's starting to get, you know, the sun's setting. Then it's night. And he, you, they're talking, and you can hear Ben telling them, well, it's out of Willow Grove. And he says, uh, "You have your uncle was a very private person, so you have no neighbors for miles. Yep. So right then, that already tells you that if something happens, they're up the creek without a paddle. Oh, and they will be. Oh, yeah. And now, all of a sudden, we see uh, Kalina... I always want, well, I keep wanting to say Catalina. <laughs> That's from the My Name is Earl. <laughs> Kalina, we see her. She's getting ready. We don't know what she's getting ready for, but she's got like all these um, ropes. She's mm-hmm. got flares, all this stuff. But as she's getting all this stuff ready, you see the newspaper clippings on her wall. And it, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's the ghost uh, death. Um, what would you call it? obituary because one of them looked like the girl that had all the cuts the the angry princess the angry princess I'll have to go back and see that because I, I don't I didn't catch it I want to say uh, it was at least a couple of them because I thought it showed the little boy too the hmm. one with the arrow on his head but anyway right that's this is the first time I've ever actually noticed it but yeah she's got newspaper clippings up about some death so anyway it cuts back to another arriving at the house the family is and when they walk up you see a guy and he's got a flashlight looking mm-hmm. in all the and right off the bat i didn't like the house like if if you gave me the key said i wouldn't have moved into it because it's all glass it looked weird yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't even go take a crap without somebody being like, hey, what are you doing, you know? Yeah, I think I would have, like, walked up to it and been like, oh, yeah, uh, I wonder how much I can get for this. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> but as they walk up, there's a dude in the orange jumpsuit, and we and when he turns around, he's got a flashlight because it's nighttime now. We find out it's Dennis. Dennis. And he's acting like he's an electrician. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, block, uh, all, uh, there's so many blocks without uh, power and all this, and... It's funny because uh, the lawyer, Ben, he's like, can you come back some other time? And he's like, hmm, I don't know. I've only been here two weeks. He goes, so, he goes, so, no, I can't. And he goes, uh, oh, how do you Let's say 500-something yeah. houses are without power. My boss is kind of frown on that. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, I thought he played out pretty good. Yeah. And they put the key in at first, and it's like the key wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, finally, the key starts working, and now they get to go in the house. And pretty much this whole scene is just exploring like different rooms and everything is fancy. Everything is expensive. And that's what I was thinking the whole time I was watching it. Man, I'd walk in and be like, boy, how much can I get for this? Mm-hmm. Well, I bet I can get some money for that one. You know, as soon yeah. as I saw the layout of the house, I'd be like, this ain't for me. Especially since it was, you know, it wasn't like you had any attachment to it. It wasn't like your grandmother's house that you grew up in or something like that. It was... It was a weird great uncle that you had. Right. But anyway, so they're walking through the house and just kind of 
going through and they get to a certain spot and I know uh, Arthur tells his kids, hey, y'all don't leave. Y'all stay right here because he's going to go talk to the lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, sign some documents, all that stuff. Well, Dennis says, well, I need to know where the basement's at so he can check the power. But he knows what he's doing. We don't know what he's doing. But Dennis goes down into the basement and everything looks to, looks to be going normal. But I think he even says something like, uh, where's the money or what would you do with the money or something? Yeah. I don't remember what all he says, but he's snooping. We know that. And when it cuts back to Arthur, he's in there talking with the lawyer. And he's he's like, look, I didn't want to bring this up in front of the family, but we're not going to be able to pay taxes on this house. We're not going to be able to afford it. What do you say that he's a teacher? Yeah, math teacher. A math teacher. And the lawyer pretty much tells him, look, everything is paid for. Your uncle took care of everything. You have nothing to worry about. Yep. And he wants him to sign the documents. Well, before he signs the documents, it cuts back to Dennis. He's in the basement. And now you start seeing him, like, doing his little twitching thing. Like, he's really starting to get affected by something. And we find out that there's ghosts down there in these little... I kind of... I know they're chambers, but I kind of said they were, like, cells. Yeah, I mean, that's really what they were. They were cells, and they had these... One of the... One of the scenes is when they're looking around the house, Arthur mentions that it was their Latin. It was written on the glass. Yeah. So down in the basement, he has all these cells and all these chambers, and it has that Latin written on all the windows. Right. So even you come to find out, they're, they're, it's spells, basically, is what it was, and it's barriers holding everything in the glass. Right. And like I said, I, I don't know. I, I like the, the layout of the basement. Like, I thought how it was, like, there was no more, you couldn't see outside or nothing. Right. You know? Um, but anyway, so, I, now he puts the glasses on, right? Mm-hmm. He puts the glasses on, and he sees all the ghosts, and now he starts tripping out, because he's like, uh, he, well, I think he says, like, Cyrus, you son of a, you know, like, mm-hmm. he knows, okay, this family is screwed. So, like. It cuts back to Arthur and the lawyer, and he's like, here's where you need the initial, and all of a sudden, Dennis runs back up there, and Dennis is finally going to confess to Arthur and the lawyer who he is, Mm -hmm. and as soon as he starts to, the lawyer's like, I know you. You're the one that keeps harassing us, and like, you know, and there part of me goes, was he really harassing them, or... Was like the lawyer just trying to hurt him say that so Arthur wouldn't take his word his word for it. Excuse me. See, the thing I got from Dennis at that point was he was oh, he was basically there to collect what he didn't get paid from Cyrus whenever Cyrus died. Yeah, right. I mean, so that's... I could see where he was constantly calling the office trying to collect mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. I don't know if I'd call it. I don't know if you'd say it was harassing or not, but I don't know. So, <laughs> so. Arthur's like, so what's going on? Who are you? And he finally tells him, he's like, my name is Dennis, and I worked for your uncle. And he finally tells him, he's like, I used to uh, hunt ghosts with your uncle. As soon as he says that, Arthur's just like, okay, here we go. Yeah. You know, Arthur's like, I- I'll I'll listen, but, you know, just to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, your basement is full of ghosts. And he's like, it's all the spirits we've captured. And the lawyer just keeps, you know, putting them off. Hey, we, we-, we just... 
We don't want to deal with him. He he's harassed us. Right. Well, finally, he starts twitching again. I, I'm just gonna say his little mini seizures or whatever he's having. And Arthur like shows genuine concern. He's like, "Are you okay?" And dude, he just starts tripping out again. Well, finally, he falls. And as he falls, Arthur puts his hands on him. And now you're starting to see, it's just really quick clips, but you can see the fire. You see his wife's half-burnt face and all mm-hmm. this. And he just keeps his hands on Dennis the whole time, and Dennis is just like bouncing up and down. He right. he can't really tell him to stop. Well, he gets done. He, he gets his hands off of him. Finally, finally, Dennis is like, don't touch me. Just don't touch me. You know? <laughs> and... This whole time they're doing that, the kids and Maggie are looking in all the different rooms, which Arthur told them all stay in that one room and they didn't listen. Yep. Which, if you're at a new house, oh yeah, you're gonna run around. Yeah. So, anyway, um, when they finally get up, when Arthur and Dennis get up, the lawyer's gone, and he's like, "Hey, where's the suit?" <laughs> and it cuts to uh, Ben. He's going down to the basement. And this is where he's looking for the money and all that. Well, he goes, as he's walking down the hallway, he's got his glasses on. And it's funny because he'll look over and he sees, what was the princess one? The angry princess. He looks at the angry princess and he's like, huh, nice tits, you know. And then he walks by the the boy with the arrow in his head. He says something smart like to him, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just very arrogant, very cocky. And I don't care if them spirits were behind the glass. I would treat them with respect like there ain't no tomorrow. It's just glass. Right. So he walks by them and he finally finds the room. And there's the satchel full of money like a suitcase. Well, as he picks the suitcase up, a lever comes up. Mm-hmm. Now it starts changing. Like we, it shows the camera shows all the uh, the outside of the house. And like now it's closing up and certain doors are opening. And... Excuse me. As the doors are starting to open, Ben turns around and he's got his money. He's leaving. He's still being arrogant. And here comes the angry princess. She's walking out. Soon as he sees her, man, and she to me, I love the look of her. And no, it's not because she's naked. It's just yeah, no, it's it's really cool because you got to know the backstory behind it, right? And and her whole body is just kind of cut up and. All this kind of stuff. And, and long story short, the story behind the anger princess was she was infatuated with vanity and the way she looked. Mm-hmm. So she got a job with a plastic surgeon. And instead of her getting a paycheck, she got nose jobs and, and boob jobs and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, then she tried to do her own surgery one day and really botched the job. So then she got depressed. And then she finally went into the bathroom and she just cut her body all up until she basically died in the bathtub. Right. So she's got all these gashes over her entire body, just where she was just cut herself all up. And and makeup was just beautiful. Oh, like it, it it was it was. I don't know. It looked so legit. It was cool, man. Yeah, it really did. So she's walking toward the lawyer Ben, and he's like, "Hey, that you know that comment I made earlier that was just a joke." Mm-hmm. Like he he realizes, "Oh crap, she's standing between me and the way out." Yep. Well, as he's backing up, all of a sudden this sliding glass just just shuts right behind him. And as soon as it hits, you already know, oh, dude. Yeah, you're in trouble. For this being 2001, this death scene still lives up to this day. I loved it. 
like it's so cool too because you know he's cut in half but his eyes are still moving and the glasses fall off well then his tie falls off because it's cut it was perfect and as he starts to slide down his eyes are still moving you see the back of his head his mouth is opening yes yeah it was, it was trippy just gonna say that's my favorite death scene of the whole movie and there's not really a lot of them but that's my favorite one mm. I don't know <laughs> I mean I liked it but that first scene when they bent dude in half and sucked him into the truck or in the car I don't know this one man because it lingered on the shot it did it did linger I like yeah. that so well, what's the first thing I said to you Remind you of the leprechaun? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when the solar panel fell and yep. cut it in half. Yep, yep. Is he still alive? Is Remember he that? still alive? <laughs> but anyway, um, so that cuts back to now Arthur's looking for the kids. And he can't find them. He's tripping out. Well, Kathy, she finds the, I, I don't know if it was the angry princesses, uh, room or whatever but like she thinks it's absolutely gorgeous and i know that's not where she stayed but i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. she jumps on the bed and she is all smiles through this whole entire movie mm -hmm. kathy is well she finally sees the bathroom and she loves the bathroom until she meets a jackal yeah <laughs> so kathy's in there she's fixing her hair i never noticed this but she's got the glasses sitting beside her mm -hmm. you know it's on the stand while she's looking in the mirror the camera goes through the glasses. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah, and it showed the blood. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, it was just like, I never noticed, like, they deliberately had the camera go through the glasses and then come back up to the mirror, and then you see the angry princess behind her. Yeah. So it was kind of like we were wearing, the mm -hmm. audience was wearing the glasses. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool, and it looked good, the way they did just kind of... It panned, it was banned back from the glasses, and then mm -hmm. as it zoomed in, you can kind of see red stuff inside the, the lenses, and then the closer you got to it, you could kind of make out what it was until it finally fully went through there, and then right. showed blood everywhere. Well, she goes over to the uh, bathtub, and she whips the curtain open, but I do like that she's, that the ghost is behind her, fixing her hair like Kathy's yeah. fixing. Well, she, Kathy goes over to the bathtub, and pulls the shower curtain back and there's just blood everywhere and this is where we get like the camera view above the bathroom and it says i'm sorry in mm -hmm. blood and she's just sitting and the ghost is sitting in the bathtub with you know filled with blood and water but man this is, to me is one of the creepiest things is kathy's over there she's turning the water on and the i don't just the way she was moving the ghost mm -hmm. it tripped me out because it was like she was watching like you really you're washing your face. You're washing, you know, like yeah. she kept her eyes on her the entire time. Yeah, it was weird. Well, as Kathy's putting the water in her face, well, finally the water turns into blood. And as she scoops the, you know, which Kathy doesn't know it's blood. As she scoops it up in her hand, you see the uh, angry princess pull out the knife. And right when she goes to cut, her dad walks in and he's like, Kathy. So it just like completely cut it off. And he's, mm -hmm. he gets onto her. He kind of tells, you know, I thought I told y'all to, stay put and she's like but dad there's so many rooms it's a nice house you know but like i said we'd all do it oh yeah for sure now here comes another part i never noticed uh, like i said i must have just not been paying attention but now bobby is on his little what is that little thing he's got it's a scooter. A, is that what a scooter a little bit scooter he's riding a scooter or whatever and he was with Maggie for a while. 
Well, now he's sitting there riding the scooter, and you can hear a woman's voice whisper to him, and she's like, Bobby. And he stops, and he looks, and he, he thinks it's either Maggie or Kathy. Yeah. And he looks down, and you see something flash by the camera real quick. He, don't, he couldn't see it either. He didn't know what it was. I never noticed as he's following this voice, the voice is saying, come down to the basement. Come down here. Well, then another voice is saying, Bobby. Go back upstairs. Go don't, back upstairs. Don't, don't come down here. Yeah. Yeah. I never noticed that. Because yep. now I'm like, that's the mom telling him. Yep. She's still looking out for her baby. Well, I remember watching it. I remember hearing that, and I'm thinking, man, what? how is, is his mom's ghost just following him or something like that? That was before I found out that she was the fourth ghost. Right. Yeah, before I found that out, I was like, the guardian angel or what? And my thing is, is she was she, it never showed her in a pod, did it? Maybe she didn't have to be because she wasn't. Maybe. No, I don't know if it ever showed her in a pod. I don't think it did. I don't think so. But anyway, um, as Bobby's, he's, and of course he's going downstairs, he's following oh, yeah. the thing. Arthur tells Dennis... Uh, or Ar- it shows Arthur and Dennis they're all back in this room again and I believe Maggie and Kathy's with them now right yeah mm-hmm. they're all back in the yeah. room yeah they all end up getting back together so Arthur <laughs> it's funny because uh, Arthur's walking around pacing because he still don't believe about the ghost and then there's oh what's his name like, uh, my mind just went blank Dennis he's sitting there in his suit mm-hmm. she's like hey what happened to the well, I'm to the electrician man, you know, like, because he's out of his suit. And she, he's like, don't ask. Uh, and he's over there and he's got like, I think it's a drink. Like, a bo- no, it's no, his it's pills. Pill bottle. Yeah, yeah, it's his pill bottle. He's holding it against his head. And they don't never say in front of Maggie and Kathy right that minute, hey, there's a ghost. Right. But it's so funny because he's like, I need your help to find my son. He goes, no, I'll just stay right here, you know. And it's funny because he tells him, he's like, you're not leaving my sight. And he just starts snapping on Dennis. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? He's just like, dude, chill out. Yeah. But it's funny because it was almost like his dad's getting on him. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, God, I'll go. Fine. So it cuts back. And Bobby is still down there in the basement. He's actually all the way down now. Well, finally, Bobby has his glasses on and he finally sees the ghost. Mm-hmm. And it's the torso. Yep. That that one was trippy because it's just a head and then there's a torso sitting there. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was wrapped. The head was wrapped in a bag. Yeah, no, yeah, it was all wrapped in cellophane. Oh, it was. Yeah, everything was. Yeah, all the body parts were wrapped in cellophane. And he Bobby takes off running, and you know he dropped his little radio that he was doing his little I was like we said podcast or something. He takes off running, and I think his mom's actually telling him. Um, Get up, go, go. Mm-hmm. You know, like she, I don't. He hasn't seen her yet, has nope. he? Uh, not at that point, I don't think. She, all he's doing is yeah. All he's doing is hearing her voice. Well, it cuts back to now. Arthur is like, I've got to go get my son, and they're walking through the house. Well, he cuts around the corner. He starts going down the basement, and Dennis is like, Whoa, 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 whoa! He's like, What did I just tell you? He said, Did I tell you there's a petting zoo down there? <laughs> he said, No. He said, There's ghosts down there now. Maggie and Kathy, this first time they're hearing about the ghosts. And you can tell that he's desperate because he wants to get his son back, which any of us would. But he finally looks up at Dennis. He goes, I'll make you a deal. You help me get my son and I will give, or I'll pay you everything that Cyrus owed you. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, he's lying because he ain't got a dime to his name. Right. But, you know, there's that, 
that money hunger attitude. And he finally, Dennis goes, okay. And he puts his glasses on and they start going, which Arthur still does not believe about the ghost yet. Yep. Well, finally it cuts back to Bobby and he's laying there. I don't know if he's unconscious or what he's doing, but he's laying there. I think he got knocked out. And he finally hears his mom. And as he looks over, then now we see that his mom's ghost is walking up. Mm-hmm. She's in a, uh, what you call it? She's in the hospital gowns and she's pushing the, uh, like the IV tree thing. And she's half, her left side of her face is burnt. Mm-hmm. And he, he's not scared. It's his mom, you know, but she's like, I need you to get up, honey, and get out, get out of the basement and go yep. up there, you know. And I like this that, okay, now the it's back to the four. Now Bobby's going, he's trying to get out. Now it's, oh no, I'm sorry. Um, before it, before it cuts, isn't this where something grabs Bobby and takes off with him? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Bobby gets snatched up. Yeah, and we don't know what happened yet. Nope. So now it cuts back to the four. It's Dennis, Arthur, and Kathy, and Maggie. And Arthur's like, wait, wait, wait. This is taking up too much time. The house is too big. He goes, um, we need to split up. He says, me and Kathy will go this way. You and Maggie go this way. And he goes, meet back here in five minutes. And he goes, you don't think we'll get lost? And he's like, no. He's like, just go straight and then come right back. And then he goes, okay, okay. You know, Dennis does. And as they walk off, Maggie looks at Arthur and, and she's like, I don't want to go with him. Just like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to go with him. I don't want to do it, you know. Well, but it was kind of good that Maggie went with him because now Maggie and Dennis are looking and... You know, he's trying to tell her, be quiet, or, uh-huh. you know, this and that. And she's talking about the ghost. Well, finally, he realizes that this door is open. Yeah. Well, then, But the other door is shut. And he's like, what the? You know, and he, he puts the glasses on, he's looking, and he gets right up to this, um, what, what, what was we calling it, Wago? It was a pod. This, yeah, the know. pod. And all of a sudden, it's the big hammer, dude. What's his name? The hammer. The hammer comes out of nowhere and he jumps back and maggie's like what and dennis is like i hate when they do that they wait till you get your face right up to the glass and he finally hands her the glasses and now she sees for the first time the hammer Mm -hmm. and she just can't take her eyes off of it because i mean it's the first time she's seen the ghost so now she 100 percent believes well now we figured out that he's looking and the jackal is out yep and Jackal's a trip, dude. Yes. So now Kathy and Arthur are walking around the basement, and she still got her glasses on, but Arthur does not. Well, next thing you know, now the Jackal attacks Kathy. Mm-hmm. Dude, Jackal is cutting her left and right, throwing her up against the ceiling, and Arthur runs over there and he's like, "What do you? What do I do? What do I do? What? what just, you know." What's happening? He it, has no idea. It was really weird because it kind of lifted her up. So all that Arthur sees is just her sitting on the top of the wall. And he goes to drag her and he starts pulling her. And you get a glimpse of the jackal pulling her back the other way. Yes. But for Arthur, he's just pulling her away from nothing. Right. But he's having a struggle. Well, out of nowhere, Kalina saves the day. Mm-hmm. She comes up. She's got a road flare, whatever you want to call it. She throws it at the jackal, and the jackal kind of... It just stops her for a few minutes. And it's funny because uh, they grab... Um, 
uh, Kathy and they take off running down the, which they're dragging her. Yeah. To me, this was a creepy shot because it's looking from Kathy's view. She's upside down and she can see the jackal just chasing her. It was trippy. <laughs> yeah. Man, it was trippy. But anyway, so they all get to this room and Catal- uh, Kalina finally tells Cyrus's story. Tells about, you know, what what his plan was and she's talking about the, the house is nothing but a machine. It's evil and it was made by the devil. Designed by the devil, powered by the dead. Yes. And... As this is all going on, Dennis and Maggie are still walking around. Well, all of a sudden, I think it's Maggie. She doesn't. She bumps something, and it starts to close in. And he's like, "Here, take my glasses." And yeah. he gives her the glasses, and he's he's stuck in like a cell. And he looks over, and it's funny because he goes, "Thanks." Yeah. And she's like, "I'm sorry," you know. Sorry. Well, all of a sudden, she's got the glasses on, and is it the Juggernaut? The Torn Prince. Oh, is the Torn Prince? Yeah, that's right. That. Starts wearing him out, mm-hmm. just tossing Dennis around. But I also like this part because it kind of got me on the edge of my seat because he can't see nothing. And he got one good hit on him, on Dennis. And Dennis is like, what do I do? What do I do? And she's like, duck. And left. he has to duck. And she Le- go left, right, up, duck. Yeah. And as the glass doors close, she's like, roll, get out of there. And he rolls and, and just thankfully he gets out. But I thought Dennis was dead right there. Mm-hmm. So Arthur and... Uh, Kalina are heading to the library. Like I can't remember exactly. What, oh, is that where the the main book is? Is that where they're That's going? That's where to all be? his basically like all his research and all that kind of stuff. So as they're heading to the library, um, Maggie and Dennis are still walking. And, you know, of course he's bleeding from his head where he got hit, and all of a sudden he tells her he's like, "Stop!" He tells Maggie to stop, and she goes, "What?" And it finally shows the mother and the son. Which are the nastiest looking and creepiest looking to me. They really are. The mother's really short. The son's real fat and got uh, a bib on. But he's got like food puke everywhere. And he looks mean. And he's just swinging an axe. He's just kind of tapping it against his leg. Is that what he had? I knew he had something. I didn't know he had an axe though. Yeah. And it's funny because he's like, just walk slowly. Walk slowly. Well, it like vanishes real quick. And he's like, run! (laughs) You know, they take off running. And as, um, excuse me, as it cuts back to Arthur and Kalina, they're actually, I can't remember if they're actually in the, no, they're, they're almost to the library. Well, the jackal's back and the jackal starts attacking Arthur and just cutting his back all up, throwing him. And as all this is going down, of course, she throws another flare as they're running, now we see the bound woman. Mm-hmm. That's the one I wish they would have focused on a lot. Because that was creepy. It was just weird. She was just shaking. Yeah. The whole time, like, shaking and almost like a weird laugh. And they're all running down. Uh, Kathy, Arthur, and Kalina are all running to the library. And here comes the bound woman. Then the jackals, I was chasing them too. So that's like the two scariest ones to yeah. me. Well, they finally get to the library. And it cuts to, like, now, you know, like, Dennis is sitting in there. So you can tell that a little bit of time has passed. And you can tell that Kalina and Dennis have a history. And not nothing like dating or nothing. But yeah. anyway, and she's like, 
you're the one that helped do all this. And she's starting to really reveal every single thing that Dennis is doing. And she's like, you help capture their spirits and the souls of these people and these ghosts. And uh, I can't remember what Ar oh, Arthur tells him to shut up. He's like, just cut them some slack. Mm -hmm. And she looks over at Arthur and she looks back at Dennis. She goes, you didn't tell him, did you? And Dennis, his eyes get real big and he's like, don't do this. Don't, right. He don't need to know. And he's like, Arthur's like, okay, what do I need to know? What do I need to know? What now? And all Kalina says is the date. The date and the location. Yes, that's it. And he looks over and realizes that Dennis captured Arthur's wife. Yep. Her spirit is in that house. She was the fourth ghost. Yes. The withered lover. And he starts bawling, but he nails, punches uh, Dennis right in the face. And uh -huh. Dennis is like, I'm trying to help you. He's like, you're trying to help me. You know, which Dennis is, he's trying to make a right. He is, yeah. And he's like, I didn't know you. I didn't know your wife. He goes, your uncle's the one that told me to do it. So right there, clearly his uncle knew what he was doing. Uh -huh. But they start talking about, they, they're, what it is is Kalina trying to tell Arthur and the family what represents these ghosts, what's the ghosts represent, excuse me. And I think she says like the Black Zodiac. The signs of the Black Zodiac, yep. And so she starts naming them. So we got... The firstborn son, uh -huh. the torso, the bound woman, the withered lover, which is his wife, uh -huh. torn prince, the angry princess, pilgrim. Pilgrimess, yeah. Pilgrimess, thank you. The great child and dire mother, uh -huh. the hammer, the jackal, and the juggernaut, which I still say I would love to see a sequel, and it just go do all Do all of them? That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah, the juggernaut looked like a bad dude. He did, but man, to me, I I, I still like to see the bound woman and uh, the great child and dire mother. I'd like to see that that story. But anyway, um, but she's talking to, she's telling them the story, and she's like, and there's going to be, there's got to be that official sacrifice. And she's talking about jumping into the eye. That's all. She, that's what she said. Well, the way she told him is that it was the uh, Dennis mentioned something about a thirteenth ghost. Yes. And she says, "Well, that was a failsafe." And basically, what it is is a sacrifice of life out of pure love would short circuit right. the whole system and, and cause it to basically just collapse on itself. Is what she was telling him. And finally, he's like. We need to get my, we need to get my kids. Is both both of them's gone now, ain't they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Kathy just up and disappeared. That's right. Yeah. So Arthur's determined, and Dennis is like, "Let's do this." Dennis is, and he asks Kalina. He's like, "Do you have a road flare? One more flare?" And she's like, "Just one. Why? What do you need?" And he goes. She goes, "That's not enough to last you." He goes, "Know what that is?" And he points over at a wall that they can take off, and it's got a spell on it. Mm -hmm. So Arthur and Dennis are going to walk out with this wall, kind of like a protective shield, you know? Right. And, <clears throat> excuse me, so it shows them walking through the house, and they're walking really slow, you know? They're, and they're, they don't see any ghosts so far. Well, now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, dude, like, if you'd been in theaters, it would have been a good jump scare. Out of nowhere, the torn prince just comes with a baseball bat and swings and hits the, the wall. Mm -hmm. I guess the... I thought it seemed like they killed him because they take the wall and they just ram him into the wall and he just goes away. Which I know he's dead, but... Yeah. What was your take on that? See, it was like they 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 
trapped him behind that in the corridor where he couldn't go nowhere else, and they just slammed him up against the other wall. Right. So there's really yeah. there wasn't really any. Granted, he can't die. Yeah. He's already dead. So I, I don't know. Maybe it banished him or something. I don't know. Maybe pushed him behind the other glass. Yeah. Well, as all this is going on, uh, Kalina and Maggie, they finally make it to the room with the. Uh, is it the big machine? Yeah, it's like the the heart of the machine. Right, and as uh, Catalina is looking like through all the books and all the stuff, all of a sudden we see Cyrus's ghost walk in, and it's just slowly walking toward Maggie. And Maggie's like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" Like she needs her help, you know. And finally, it pans up. We realize it's Cyrus. Well, then Catalina over there takes this book that she's been carrying around and whacks Maggie in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. And she just looks over at Cyrus and just smiles. Yep. So she takes, you, she takes her glasses off because she's she's wearing the glasses that you know help her see the ghost. Right. So she takes her glasses off, and Cyrus is still there. So now we know Cyrus has been alive. Cyrus has been alive. So well, it cuts back to now. They're still walking with the wall, and all of a sudden, they see the hammer. Yep. His door opened. And to me, I think this is. This is my favorite moment because Dennis says, there's not enough room for me and you. And he closes him back and he's like, don't do this. He goes, hey, I got to make it or I've got to be proud of myself for something. He said, I've been looking for a reason to be proud of myself. Right. Yeah. And he just takes it, dude. Here comes the hammer. What what makes it worse is as the hammer's coming toward him, he looks over and there's the juggernaut on the other side. And he's like, oh, no. Like he knows. And I don't think either one of them would have survived. Even if they both got behind that glass, I don't think they would have lasted long. And the hammer comes over and starts wailing on him. Dude, smashes his arm, Dennis's arm, and it's just a brutal fight. And right. I thought the hammer killed him because he hits him and he falls down and then he hits him again. Dude, the juggernaut, man, freaking starts tossing him and grabs his body, picks it up, and sticks it against the corner of a wall and just breaks his spine breaks like right in half. in half. It was, oh, it was terrible. And then just slams him down on the ground like he's nothing, you know? Yep. Well... As all this is going down, Cyrus is in that is in the heart of the machine, as we said, and he starts playing the tape, and it's almost like what would you say, like a spell or a it chanting? Was a, it was it was spells, basically. It was a recording of spells, but it was a summoning. It was a way for him to summon them to wherever he wanted them to go. Right. So him doing that in the center is taking them to where the eye would open up. Right. And that's where they had to be. He had to collect. They had to all collect their powers at that one particular spot. And as he's doing this, um, Arthur's behind a glass, kind of on his, you know, kind of either on his knees, but whatever. He's sitting in a position. He's crying because I mean, I, I don't know if he's crying for Justice Kids or if he's crying because of what happened with Dennis. No. But all of a sudden, there comes his wife, and he finally sees her. I think her name is Jean, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he puts his hand up on the glass and he's just talking to her and he's like, I miss you. I'm sorry. Well, then she fades off because the music's still going. The little, what do you call it? Yeah, the, the, the chant, summoning. The, the summoning spell, chant, however you want to call it. It starts showing all the different ghosts and they just start disappearing. And, and we, find, we find out that Cyrus and Kalina are like a couple. Cause she makes out with him and he pushes her down and she's like, you're not mad at me, are you? And uh, he's like, where's the, where's the, yeah, whatever that thing is in the book, the circle little thing. 
And uh, she's like, I did exactly what you told me. She said, I even got your uh, nephew here, and I didn't hurt. They all lived and made sure they lived, you know. But it's funny because as they're uh, leaving the room, did he hit something to make that wall close? I don't remember if he hit something or if it just started closing. But he 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 did her dirty. Yeah, and then she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's like, uh, what did he say? Something like, uh, some people just never learn or some something. Some people never learn. I, I told you sacrifices had to be made or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it just squashes her. And I like that they never cut it. Yeah. Like, it stayed a one shot as it squashes her. And he just walks off, but. It looked really good. I thought yeah. it did. I thought it looked real yeah, good. Yeah, it looked really good. I and I'm I'm kind of like you. Know, I'm glad they didn't I, they, they didn't pull away from it mm-hmm. because the the special effects were really good. Yeah, you know, seeing her head just kind of slowly. And, and it didn't go too far out. Like her eyes didn't pop right, out. Eyes didn't pop out. It, it, out. it was yeah. Right. So it cuts to now the eye, and as the the center starts coming up through the eye, Kathy and Bobby are in the middle of the eye. And so that's where they've been at this entire time. And here comes Arthur. And he sees his kids and, you know, he knows that's where he's got to make the leap. Right. Well, as he looks over, he sees his uncle. Mm-hmm. And he thinks it's his ghost. Yeah. And he looks back over. But it's cool because as his kids are in the middle of this eye, all the other ghosts are spinning around. Yep. And he starts counting them and he realizes, wait a minute, something ain't right. So he looks over at his, looks over at, um. His uncle's ghost, Cyrus, and he takes the glasses off and realizes it's actually Cyrus. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you son of a... You know, he goes over there and he just starts wailing on him. I was happy. I thought Arthur was going to get the best of him. Oh, no. I'm, I, I loved when Arthur started tagging him. So, uh, yeah. And Cyrus starts beating him down and tells him, you know, you're, you're going to be the sacrifice and... Uh, talking about he was weak and that he never accomplished anything in his life. You know, he's just, not only is he abusing Arthur physically, but now he's doing it mentally, you know. Well, the whole time he's just giving a speech, you start hearing this, the chanting that uh, Cyrus is playing, starts kind of doing like a little rap thing. It's like, like like a record scratch. Yeah. And it's Maggie. She's trying to like figure out how to stop the machine is what she's trying to do. I don't know if she's figuring out, trying to figure out how to stop the machine or she was just trying to mess everything up. Because she was pulling levers, she was hitting <laughs> buttons, doing switches, all kinds of... She was unlocking the doors, There was doors man. opening and closing, and yeah, it was funky. Well, she finally... She actually did a great thing, because finally, she released all the ghosts off yeah. of that little inner circle. Yep. And next thing you know, they go over to Cyrus, which I think um, Arthur knocked him down somehow. Yep. And Cy- they all the ghosts are around Cyrus, and they just pick him up. And they carry him to the eye of the machine. And as soon as they throw him in, boom, it just cuts them all up. Like head up, arm off, everything. So now Osiris is 100% dead. <laughs> For sure. And multiple pieces. And as Arthur's still sitting there, Dennis's ghost shows up. And do you remember exactly what he said to him? He basically told him it's not over yet. His family needs him, basically is what it did. Yeah. And then it shows Arthur looking at his family and he notices like they're sitting in the center of the eye and these different things are like spinning around them. Yeah. Well, for like a split second, all the pieces spinning go flat against the floor before they start spinning again. So he's basically looking at it going, I have a split second to where I could jump in and and try to save my family. Yeah. So he he gets up and walks over to the, the eye and... 
Arthur does it. He he steps back. He takes a couple feet back, and I think his son's like, "No!" Like mm-hmm. tell him not to do it. And Arthur leaps into the circle, and as soon as he jumps, all the blades go down. As soon as he lands, they come back up. Yep. I thought that was a really good effect. Yeah, I thought that looked really good. Yeah, it looked really good. And he's holding on. And he's like, he's like, just hang on, kids. You know, and he's got them like in a hug, and he's telling them, watch their head. And as he's doing this, all of a sudden, finally. The house starts breaking down. The glasses are breaking because the machine that Maggie was messing with is just shutting it all down and breaking mm-hmm. Finally, it just, boom. I mean, like this big destruction. The house is falling apart. And I love this shot. After it's all said and done, we see all the ghosts leaving the house. Yeah, walking away. They're just walking away. It's like they're finally freed. Even though they're bad, uh-huh. Their spirits are free, and I like that. And what I really liked was they were, as they were walking away from the house, they slowly started disappearing. Yes. And the jackal was the last one, and he just kind of turned around, flipped his arms out, started laughing. Yeah, I like that. Disappeared. I thought it was kind of cool. So now it's back to they're in the middle. So here's the question: If he hadn't have made that leap, all he had to do was just wait a few more seconds, and then the machine would have blew up, and his kids would have still been there. <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah. But anyway, no, it's just. Man. So the family's sitting there, and now here comes the mom. Yep. And she's beautiful. She doesn't have any burn marks. And, you know, they're all hugging. They don't see her until Bobby looks up, and he's like, Mom? And then they then they realize they see her. And Arthur's crying. You know, Kathy's crying because that's their mom, and that's his wife. She tells them she loves them, proud of them. Well, then as it starts to fade off, we hear Maggie the nanny, and she's like, I ain't doing this crap no more. She's like, y'all going, it ain't worth it. I didn't sign up for this. And she's like, I quit. Mm-hmm. And then, because she actually did save the day. She says, I quit, and then boom, fade to black, credits rolling. That was one of the funniest parts that Maggie had. Like, I, I, I didn't care for the whole character throughout it because I felt like it would have been okay without her. Right. But at the very end of it, I, that was that was hilarious. When yeah. She's like, I quit. I'm done. It was good. But that's it, man. That's 13 ghosts. That is it. Or as we like to say, 13 ghosts. 13 ghosts. <laughs> but, it's ghosts. <laughs> but that was it. Uh, again, I think it's such a good movie, I man. I still love the movie. I mean, it's been so long since I've seen it. But the you know the moments that I had the first time I ever watched it are still there. Like, right. I still get that those feelings from the first time I watched it. It's just such a good movie. Such a good movie. So that being said, you want to do the first rating or do you want me to do it? I'm going to let you do it. Okay. Do you want me to do pros and cons and all that good yeah. stuff? All right. What, what, what you got? I will say that what I loved about the movie is it was something totally different that I've never seen in another movie. I thought the casting was pretty good. The ghosts, each of them, I loved that they had their own little story. But I do wish we could have heard more. This movie was like an hour and 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if it was made now, it would have been like a two-hour movie. And you would have gotten a backstory on all the ghosts. Yes. I would have liked to really seen what had happened with, well, not all of them, just some, you know, some of them or something, you know. But even though I really liked the movie, and I don't feel like it does get the credit it deserves, because, I mean, it was a, I've always liked it. But... My rating on this film, you know, we do a 10-star rating. I'm going to give it a six and a half. 
Six and a half stars. Okay. That's not bad. That's better than half. Right. And and now, that being said, and I know, because I don't want people hearing this being like, well, you just said you really liked it, and but you're giving it six and a half. Mm-hmm. It's better than half. But even when I watched it in 2001, it w- it's not really scary to me. It, it's like the scary parts come from jump scares. Yeah, and it, but it, that's what I'm saying. But there was enough humor in it that it did that it didn't make it scary. Right. And like I said, it just it, it never was one of the movies that if I was home by myself and I was like, mm, I don't want to watch that. Well, no, yeah, it wasn't. No, yeah. So, but no, I mean, but I do like the movie. Yeah. And I still don't think it gets the credit it deserves. I think it's almost like a cult film. Like, there's just some people that absolutely love it, and there's some mm, people that's like, right. what's that? I've never heard of it. But six and a half stars for me. Okay. We're not too far off. I'm, I'm going to give it seven and a half. Right on. And and most of my points taken away are because I really wish they would have taken the time to do the backstory for all the ghosts. You get You, you automatically get the backstory from the withered lover because... The, the movie is based around her family. So you know what happens to her. Right. You don't get the story of anybody else. Right. Like, we have the we have the, the luxury of having the bonus disc for the DVD, mm-hmm. and it's got the extras where you can go through and listen to all the stories. And you right. can actually get on Google and type in the 13 Ghost stories, and you can actually read them yourself. Right. And if, I do highly recommend it because it adds, it adds that depth to mm-hmm. the movie. Um the only other things that I could think of that take points away from me is I felt like, uh, what was her name? Karina? Yeah. Kalina. Kalina. I felt like her turn was kind of cliche. Right. Yeah. Especially since at the very beginning of the movie, she was all against them. Yeah. And now yeah. out of nowhere, she's in love with them. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and you have no reasoning behind it whatsoever. Right. You know, if, if anything, the guy that she was with at the beginning of the movie died because of him, so you would think she'd be even more pissed off at him. Yeah. So, I mean, that to me was, was really awkward and really weird just because... It was a twist to be a twist. It was a twist just to be a twist. Yeah. That's all it was. Didn't make no sense. None whatsoever. I mean, there was no reasoning behind it. There, you, you get no explanation as to why she started following and fell in love with the guy. Right. Um, That's what I'm saying. The movie had its flaws. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, and I agree with you 100% on that. When that happened, it was like, okay, ah, y'all did that just to just to get people to be like, oh, look at that, that's a surprise. Right, exactly. Just, they did it just to be doing it. Right. Um, yeah, so so my points, the, the yeah, I'm taking seven and a half, you got two and a half stars. I'm taking a point and a half, maybe even two points away just because we didn't get any backstory on the ghost. Right. And then the other... Point, point and a half, or a half point, or whatever you want to say, is is for that awkward traitor moment. Yeah. With Kalina. It was just weird. Well, but, I mean, I still love the movie. Right. And I can still I can st- still sit down and watch that movie without any problems. I, I love it. it. It's such a great movie. Such a good movie. But yeah, I, I'm like you. I don't. I feel like it doesn't get enough credit. It doesn't. It's, it's something that, out of all the horror movies that I've seen... Horror thriller, horror comedy, however you... I've never seen a movie like this. Like, I've never seen a movie do this premise about trapping ghosts. Right. Trying to create this uh, machine that is going to make Cyrus the most powerful man in all the world. And I would. I would love to see, eventually... It ain't even going to be a sequel. Just do a movie, you know... Like a documentary. 
I mean, not only that, just like, just do a movie called The Jackal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just give us a whole story. That would be cool. You know? That would be cool. But no, I mean, we both liked the movie. Like I said, I think we both gave it a fair rating. Um, you guys follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook. We're at Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. We also have a Twitter now. It's small. It's at small T horror pod on Twitter, which we were getting a lot of followers on there. Now, uh, interact with us. If you think we scored it too low, Hey, let us know what you think about it. You know, I'd love to hear y'all's input on, you know, what y'all would rate it out of 10 stars. Catch us on anywhere. You can get your normal podcast, Apple podcast, breaker, anchor, Spotify, anywhere that you can get your normal podcast. You can find us. I promise you, we will be there. Yes. And, we're excited because May is just around the corner. And what happens in May? A lot of lot, lot, of, lot of time it's prom. Right. So we're going to be doing some, some, some prom-themed yes. some movies here. And what's, what's, what's one of the first prom-themed movies you can think of? Carrie. Carrie. So, yes, our next episode will feature not the remake. It'll feature the original Carrie. And this is another film I have not seen in a long it's time. Been a long time. And in the other movie, do we want to go ahead and let them know? Yeah, go ahead. So the other movie we're gonna do has the Scream Queen in it. Yes. And this is actually a movie that I don't know if I've told you this or not. I don't think I have ever seen this movie. Really? Prom Night. Prom Night. I Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't think I have ever seen this movie, so this is gonna be a good one for me. Good deal. Okay. Hey, that's always the cool part, man. Heck yeah. So, yes, our next episode will feature Carrie, like I said, doing a prom thing. So, with that being said, we appreciate you guys still supporting the podcast and listening to us. And like I said, give us a follow on all our social media. And like Randy said, you can catch us on any, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, we're available. Absolutely. So, with that being said, as always, my name is Johnny. This is Randy. And stay scared. Stay spooky.